0: Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Podcast. Let's discuss the cramps. What you are about to hear is deeply disturbing. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the Testament Lounge, the cramps. Hey baby, let's Let's get get fucked up. Life is short. Filled with stuff. Don't know what for. I ain't had enough. Just one peek got me rattled. Up the creek without a paddle. And a devil behind. There's a devil behind that bush. Like a bad girl should. some people call me a teenage idol they smile and say they envy me i guess they got no way of knowing how lonely it can be ugly, diabolical, perverted, intense. No, I'm not talking about myself, I'm talking about the cramps. And that's not even about the music. 1976, and they contained a revolving door of musicians, but the basis of the band has always been Lux Interior and Poison Ivy, who happened to be Man and Wife. early CBGB punk rock movement that emerged in New York. The Cramps were one of the first punk bands and definitely one of the innovators of psychobilly music. What is it about Akron, Ohio? Notable artists from that city include Chrissy Hyde, Devo, The Black Keys, David Allan Coe, The Waitresses, and of course the Cramps. Because that's where Poison Ivy m- met Eric Lee Perkenheiser, which was Lux Interior's real name. And when the sun goes down and the moon comes up. Psycho Billy to try to describe what they were doing musically. Billy comes from Hillbilly and Psycho comes from Lux Interior, the way he acted on stage. This is probably my favorite Cramp song. It's called Human Fly. And listen for the classic line, I've got 96 tears and 96 eyes. Six hours. I go this they played a club in Richmond called Rockets, and he cavorted on his filthy floor orgasmically while he was shoving a high heeled shoe up his ass. He would usually deep throat the entire microphone at most shows. And having sung in a number of microphones and shitty clubs, I can't think about that one too much. he would strip and grind and hump and expose himself and generally do things that would make Jim Morrison blush. And he did that for like 30 years. They were dangerous, terrifying, and funny. They were part Russ Meyer, Wes Craven, Ed Wood, Divine, Lux in the middle, commanding the stage like a redneck vampire. On both sides of him, usually trashy, campy, sleazy women playing surf guitar. Now, Ivy on stage was a different matter. She was usually like standoff cool cold somewhat gothy and naughty she was the ultimate vixen bad bitch with the gretch Chilton from Big Star produced their early singles, and they eventually got a deal with IRS Records. But I came on board with a compilation album called Bad Music for Bad People, and this album's a must if you're into punk rock. It puts you in this headspace where your dented, streamlined trailer is lit by lava lamps and a black and white TV, playing Outer Limits episodes with the sound off, while you and your girl shag on a leopard skin blanket on a hot pink plastic upholstered couch and you're wearing a dirty wife beater shirt and your girl will be wearing garters and hair rollers and mascara, cheap beer, cheap kicks and Dick Dale playing in the background, royal American trash. And if you know anything about John Waters, this is your band. Pretty good rig When the needle starts picking, that's what I'm doing Money, 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 that's the kind of bold Money, money, money the rock and roll Make it in, build it up like hay I have a rock and roll In the middle, spare wheel on the back. Oh man, don't you know I be hard to stop. When I find that beat, you're running Money, money, honey, the times are fold Money, money, honey, rock and roll. Break it in, mail it up, like hey, I have a rock. you stop Oddly enough, when I came on board, they were in the middle of a five-year period of legal disputes with the record company, so they couldn't put out new music. And when they finally got around to putting out something, uh, an album called A Date with Elvis, you'd read the provocative song titles and just kind of roll your eyes. They had tracks like Does Your Pussy Do the Dog and Hot Pearl Snatch. They toured constantly. If you wanted to see them, they were out there. Their shows would sell out, even though they couldn't get on a record label. So usually they'd have other bass players, including uh, Kid Congo Powers. They had Candy Del Mar. She was their new bass player. And so if you can imagine uh, Lux Interior with these two dominating women in fishnets rocking the fuck out on both sides of him, while well, he cavorted around like a freak. You're halfway there to the show. <laughs> But as the albums went on, they got more and more mm, silly. I mean they've always were dark, provocative, edgy, humor-wise, but and so the titles got longer and sicker, the album covers a little more nasty, and they became a self-parody, which is really funny seeing how they were a parody anyway. See some of their influence with rob zombie they were way into trashy pop culture and from the 50s and 60s with comic books and b-grade horror movies and garage rock they had this sort of sleazy kitsch never achieved any mass appeal I could say that the white stripes would be influenced by them of the Stone Age of Coverdom, Jesus of Mary Chain, Nouvelle Vague. Made a number of albums. They have seven or eight studio albums, a few live albums. In 2002, Lux Interior was the voice of a character on SpongeBob SquarePants. But in 2008, he died at the age of 62. I think he had a heart attack. But just a weird-ass fun band. So check it out. Well, This has been produced by Donny Shattuck. Yeah